0: Hi, my name is Judith Jacob. I am from a family of five. I am the third, so I've got my brother, Elliot is the eldest, Cynthia next, me, Janet and Mandy is the baby. My parents were born in Grenada and they came over here to England and I was born here. My elder brother and sister were both born in Grenada. And um, I've always wanted to be an actress. I dreamt of being an actress from a primary school. And then I was lucky enough at my secondary school to have a young lady, May, who was going to a place called Anna Shears Theatre. And I went there, put my name down for the waiting list, which was six months waiting list at the time. And then I got into Anna's and that was the beginning of me beginning to know I can fulfill my lifehood dream. I've had very little connection with Brent except for um oh, BBMC. So there's a place called BBMC, which was in Brent. And I used to go there because there was a man called Lotsley who used to teach saxophone lessons and I just started on my saxophone and so I went there. If Wembley is part of Brent then I'm also connected because of my girlfriend Janet Kaye who lived in Wembley and so that's my other connection because so I used to come and visit her. <laughs> Janet Kaye, I met Janet Kay at Black Theatre Co-op which was a drama place and Janet was doing a a show with them I think it was Mama Dragon but anyway that was my introduction to her and then we'd done No Problem together and so she became my family and all of us are still family and it was set in Wilsdon No Problem and um and so we used to we didn't record in Wilsdon obviously because we were recording in a studio but that's where it was set and for the reggae music connection, because because we used to go, because at one stage of our lives, myself, Janet Kay, Carol Thompson, a, a, a beautiful pianist called Yvonne Archer, and Doreen, what's Doreen's surname anyway? We were all going, we were forming a band, and so we were going to be a band together, and and so we were all trying to enhance our skills. Janet was the drummer. Carol was the bass player. I was the saxophonist. Yvonne was the keyboard player and um, Doreen played guitar. And so we were doing that stuff. And so that that was us doing our reggae, us thinking we we're going to be a, a huge band. And um, and Brent, as in BBMC, I was trying to remember what does BBMC actually mean? Um, yeah, we used to go there. And, and so that was my connection, really, travelling to Dollis Hill and... Walking down there. <laughs> in my household, we had um oh, before I you, Jim Reeves, lots of Jim Reeves, lots of country and western, and in between the country and western, there was also the reggae music that was played in my house. I do remember um, there was this tune, and my mum used to kill me because my mum used to say, "Why do you go I want to go outside." I wanna go outside. In the rain, or mummy said, just go outside, just go outside, stop saying you want to go outside. <laughs> so, yeah, we had music in my house all the time. I can easily remember the first record I purchased. It was called Curly Locks. I was going to uh, Starcross School in Islington, which was down the Chapel Market. And in the market, there was a record shop. It was a stall, not so much a record shop. They were in. They had their stall in the indoor market. And myself and my 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 best my best mates at the time, Pat, who now calls herself I Tricia, and Shirley, we were down the market as we always did at, at, at lunchtime. Went in there, and I went. ah, oh, they, they played. They said, "Have you got Kenny ducks? And that was my first tune I ever bought. As a young person, I, my brother, my older brother. I only have one brother, and he's the older brother. He thought he was going to be in a sound system. My brother is just too nice and too good looking to have ever t- take time out for that. But he thought he was going to be in a sound system, and so we had uh, guys used to come around. They'd have their meetings and stuff, and and so there was um. One of the guys was called Dennis, who used to come round the house and sort this stuff up, who is actually now still my partner. We've been together from since I was 15. So we've been together a long time. And and his, he's had a huge influence on me. And uh, there's another guy called Lincoln. And he, too, was into reggae music and they were playing it in the house. And I just remembered hearing Reggae music here in dub, I should say, and fell in love. And I just was like, oh my goodness, what is this music? And I'd literally sit there, Ijaman Levy, his very roots, I'd listen to his tunes. So that was my introduction to reggae music. Always have. Reggae music has always been my first love. I have a favourite reggae artist, and uh, Dennis Brown is my all time. I say reggae, but he's my all time artist. It's not just reggae music, any music, any genre. Dennis Brown is my man, he's the person that I would always talk about. And he has so many tunes that I absolutely love and adore. But the one that will probably stand out for me is Things in Time. And it's, it's saying that nothing stays the same, and you know. Uh, and it, re- I've always loved that song. But when my sister was ill, my sister's died now. But when when she was ill, I was playing that song. And when she was, when she died, I played it non-stop in my car. It was just on repeat, 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 repeat. Things in life. So that is my song. I play music on a radio station called Conscious Radio 102 FM on a Thursday afternoon between one and three p.m where I play reggae music. I have guests on as well, but it's mainly um, me playing music. Well, the first hour is always me playing music and the second hour is when I'd have my guests. So I play music. My partner, we have a room that when we... When we bought this place, we we were having, well, I was having a debate by myself by the looks of it, but I was going, oh, that's going to be my room, my study really He said, no, he's going to put his music in there. And he didn't even argue with me. We moved in and then all of a sudden, all of Dennis's music stuff, every form of music that you can listen music through is here, i.e. we've got DAC, we've got reel to reel, we've got CD, we've got tape. He's got his mixer. He's got every. Uh, he's got his. Um, he's still got his decks. So we have all kinds of any form of where you can listen to music. Dennis has got it here, and Dennis has what he calls beat down Babylon, which is probably most days of the week when he's in this room playing music. He's got. He's got an eclectic taste. So he has. He has introduced me to other people and other music. But reggae is his first love, and. He will be playing his tunes, selecting. He's got we've got an attic with, with records. And I'm sure that we've got loads of money here via his records. Not that he would ever sell them, but um, it's 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 our daughter's legacy. We have reggae music that he worked in a record shop, my my man in Ventry Park. So we've got music. Music and reggae music is part of this household you will hear music played on the radio here because we, I would listen to conscious radio, but we also listen to roots FM and that's on most of the day until the afternoon to about four o'clock so we've got music going in the house sometimes we listen to chat shows depending on what's going on but mainly music and then four o'clock we may switch off and then in the evening dennis will come in the music room and he will start playing music i will then have to start looking at my selection that i want to play on the thursday so by tuesday because we get a lot of music sent to us as well so you're constantly going through could get so much sent to you you're constantly listening to the ones that suits you because we've all got different taste of music that we like and that's the beauty of having so many different djs is that somebody may be into lovers somebody being to roots, somebody is into dancehall, and you can mix them up but we'd always have a preference so music in all forms radio cds um, through uh, uh, my laptop, we we listen to reggae music. I'm not sure how Brent has contributed as an area. I will know that Janet Kay is a she's part of our Guinness Books of Records. She will go down in history because of her song City Days and being on um, Top of the Pops and, and blasting it out. So she will definitely have done well. Uh, we had. We had Five Star that was also from Wembley, but they weren't really reggae music. They were the Pearson's family. They, they were probably like your Jackson 5 equivalent for Britain, and they were from the ends, and they done really well. They were wooed. They should, have done, they should have been bigger than what happened with them, but we know that's what happens in a lot of the music system. Not everybody makes it, and that's just the way it goes, I suppose. Um, and I've mentioned BBNC, so that was good that it was a hub in that area that people and musicians could go to, accumulate, listen, learn, find a rehearsal space, because that's always important when, you're, when you've got a band together to know where you can go and rehearse. So I, I think that's what I would say for Brent's contribution. Well, pirate radio stations came out of a necessity because of the fact that we just was not getting reggae music played on any level also just to have a place that we can talk and say stuff that's relevant to us. So uh, regards, so the pirate music stations were really important in order for, for music to come out. And sound systems was where people heard about music. That's, that was because that was before pirates, obviously. So the sound systems were there, they were out. I just remember that Dennis talking about tunes that he heard when he was 15 and he's like a big man of 40 odd telling me he's been looking for this tune forever and then he'll find it so the the sound systems was the the way to educate us musically what was going out there what who our artists were what tunes they were coming out with and sound systems were the, the the people from the sound systems were going into their record shops and and it was a booming business so the record shops provided the sound system the sound systems gave us the music and the pirate stations came on the back of the fact that we had all these music and the only way you were hearing it is if you went to sound systems but if you were able to hear it on the radio then we had a wider reach of this music that was going out there the sound system generated money for people in lots of ways first of all the record shops. And these are specialists, we call them specialists because they dealt with reggae music. And they were booming because of sound systems, because sound systems needed the music and they were being imported in. And so these sound systems were able to play this music, which meant the artist was getting money because they were buying it and getting specials done. To get a special, they would have to pay them money for that. So that was definitely money being made. Sound systems were playing out. People were going and paying to see those sound systems. So the people who are running the sound system were making some money. And then they in turn could then go out and spend it. So we were generating it, was, it was an interesting time to think that and, and you and you only in retrospect do you realize how how the sound systems was actually generating money for us. So many young people who were also not given jobs. Because, we, you know, we, it's a, I, I would say it's a lot better now. It's a lot more subtler now. But when we were younger, there was no subtlety about it, that if you were black, you weren't getting a job. And so this enabled you to to be in control of your own destiny in a way. It's really funny because there was a big difference between if you were a reggae person, somehow you were more cultured than if you were a soul person who were then called ballads. And and you don't have to have locks to be a reggae person the moment. But if you're a soul person, you are definitely called a ballad. And there was a dress code that went with the being a reggae person. I think soul people probably had a lot more freedom in the clothing that they wore. They could afford to be more freaky, tighty, do all the stuff. But as a reggae person, there was the sticks man look, and the the men had their, their apart from the faras and the gabiches. They also got their trousers made. My brother was one of them, and it was out of mohair. And then they had zips. They even had six zips going up, high-waisting. They were so stylish, these guys. And then the women, which was myself and my girlfriends, we thought that we were the sticks girls. And, and and I'll elaborate about sticks people in a minute. But um, that there was a and, – and actually, what it was, that we were dressing like old Jewish women because we were buying our clothes in Jewish shops. So there was the box pleat skirts. There was a jersey dress I remember we were all looking to get, and we got that definitely in a Jewish shop. And it was amazing that uh, when I think about it, the clothing that we were wearing, you would definitely buy them in Jewish people's shops. And so it was a 6 girl. So you had the box pleat skirt, the gabitchi tops, because the girls was also rocking the gabitchi. Then you went to ballet to buy your shoes, the little gold-tip shoes, and, and the boys were wearing, and they were not cheap. They were expensive stuff. So I said I will elaborate on Sticks men. So the Sticks men were thieves, basically. and But they were pickpocketers. So they would get on the bus and they would pickpocket people. And they they dressed a certain way. They had style. They'd walk away, sort of like a drop and walk, drop and talk. Uh, and so they all looked good. Um, and there was a, a code that you would never steal from a black person. So it was an interesting time. They don't have those codes now, obviously, and and they don't even have style, but that was then. (laughs) Reggae music, well, is, was and is now being a social commentary, and it talks about what is going on in their world right now. So that's how you learnt a lot of stuff, how you learnt what was going on, how actually historically it, it helped me there were songs saying about oh the half you've ever been told I and mean, what's the half what's the half I've not been told and so you inspired you to read even though my inspiration came from a man called Archie Poole who was a very beautiful soul who who didn't dismiss this young person who knew nothing and instead he put his arm around and said geez I need to help this child but um so musically, reggae music has always been a commentary of what's going on. And even like today, we've got all these Corona songs going on and, and the vaccine songs going on. And that's what happened then. They were talking about the politics of not being able to access certain things. And so it, it, it certainly then in my, in my childhood was educational. It was um, spiritual as well, because people were finding out about their own spirituality and so that was coming out through music and and I think it went through a phase when we got very slack just like just like hip-hop went through this thing where we're only talking about women's behinds and stuff and now it's coming back so hip-hop is now coming back to being what it was a commentary and making people know what's going on reggae music is again doing that picking up the mantle and speaking about what's going on and and rallying people to be like the whole George Floyd, there's so many tunes, I can't breathe. So it's, it's, it's it picks up what's going on and puts it out into the ether. I um, run my own events. I used to do a show called Julie Jacob Yabba Yabba with friends. And that was me talking because I do have a lot of friends in high places. I like to say that work. It sounds good. So I, uh, on my show, I would have two, sometimes three guests, and people like Janet Kaye, Victor Merit Evans, Rimsley um, Ford, Tipper Irie, uh, Rudolph Walker. God, I had so much people. It be a shame if I miss anybody out. Sylvia Teller. I mean, I've done five years, not consecutively, but five years of Yabba yabbers, And so I've had a huge amount of people that come in. But because, not not, but because, I'm also with the BB crew and BB crew are five, six actresses who write, direct, produce our stuff. And we're in the process of doing some more stuff that was very intense. And so I just haven't put on anything, but I am playing because we know we can't gather anymore at this moment of time. So I'm I'm looking at all the other avenues that people are also using that I can have a forum that I can then talk again and set up another project that i can be talking to people who who've made it in this world but but people don't know their journey so they just see the end result and they go oh my goodness look at them they're doing so good i want to be like them what they don't know that they've been doing that slogging away for 10 15 years and nobody's known their name and all of a sudden they've got a hit and everybody knows who they are but you don't know the journey and it's important i think especially with this attitude that you must get money today, now. I wanna be famous now and you don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to have any credentials, just want it. That's why I thought it was really important that people find out that these people have been on their game, learning their game, training on it so that they haven't just come now and to appreciate that you have to put work in to get to what you want. Right, with reggae music, I think it has to be on all forums for it to be preserved so that people can always refer to it and don't think you're just starting again and reinventing the wheel. So we have so much mediums right now. We've got visual medium. That should be one of them because we've all got different learning styles. So definitely visual. And we need the visual. We need to see the man then behind the deck, the women then behind the decks, the energy that they're using when they're flinging on their tunes and and the culture of a sound system to be able to know, because right now what we have are, we have, the how we are now, most of us are on laptops and henceforth why I can call, I say I use the word DJ, I do play music, but but it's totally different to the days of when you had your selector you had the person that was put the 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 needle and the stylus under record you had your mic man you had your box boys you had your wire people it was a whole fraternity of people involved in a sound system so we definitely need to see the visuals of that uh, the, the audio audio of the music that we had from our parents generation to our generation seeing how music has changed, and we know that styles have changed from ska to rock steady to reggae. We've got dancehall, so you know. So we chart how music has changed, and how we, uh, how the, uh, another generation always wants to put their stamp on their music. So we need to be able to say yes, we've got it. We've got the audio, we've got the visual, and we should be also creating more more films and theatre productions that also keeps us informed on something that is ours. It is a uniquely our sound system, the whole way that it was being put out there but, and, and the unity that was being needed to get that system together, to get the music, to do the ordering of the music, to get, then you have to get it cut. And you have to then use people that you that are not necessarily people that you would normally use, but they, they, they're, they're part of the music system and they know that they're the ones with the acetate that will give you your slate, as they were called. It was just black records, <laughs> no names, no nothing. You just had to listen to it and market yourself. So I would like reggae music to be preserved in all mediums that we have available. Thank you, Di. It has been amazing. I'm so honoured to have been asked to be part of it. Great things are happening in Brent and we're going to be digging it up and I want to be involved with it as much as possible.